Welcome in to the fourth and final episode of my Secrets of a Profitable Podcast Manager series. In this episode, we're covering secret number four, creating streamlined systems for production. If you're tired of random tasks and last minute requests from clients, keep listening to learn how to design a spacious production workflow that helps you and your clients achieve true time freedom. Hi, I'm Sharon Nissen, a coach for podcast managers and the founder of Podcast Magic, a course and certification program for smart, creative folks who want to become expert podcast managers. I'm determined to set a new standard for freelance podcast managers by sharing a fresh approach to podcasting that puts you in the driver's seat of your business. On the Not Your Basic Podcast Manager podcast, you'll get short and sweet episodes to help you learn new skills and strategies for producing, marketing, and managing podcasts for clients. Whether you're just getting started on your work-from-home journey as a freelancer or you're a virtual assistant ready to niche to podcast management, you're in the right place. After five years of managing podcasts, hosting my own podcast, and coaching podcast managers, I kind of know my stuff. And let's talk about you. You, my friend, are anything but basic. So why settle for being just another basic podcast manager? Grab a cup of coffee, something to take notes with, and let's dive in to this episode of Not Your Basic Podcast Manager. Hello, hello. Thanks for listening in to the final installment of our Secrets of a Profitable Podcast Manager series. Today, we're talking all about systems and workflows. There are two main reasons that having streamlined systems helps you to be more profitable. First of all, when you have more streamlined systems of production, work goes a lot faster. You're able to fly through tasks with ease and therefore take on more clients. It also makes it easier to hire and onboard subcontractors, which allows you to scale even further. To put it simply, with the right systems, you can do a lot more work in a lot less time so you can make a lot more money. And second, systems help you to become more profitable because they help you attract higher quality, higher paying clients who are willing to pay a service provider to make things really easy for them. Clients don't want to pay a lot of money for a podcasting experience that feels chaotic and disjointed, but many are happy to invest in a more high-end, stress-free experience. So let's dive into how to get these systems rolling in your business. Step one, you need to build templatable and repeatable systems for launching and production. The beauty of launching a podcast and the weekly production of a podcast is that it's the same process over and over and over again. So even before you ever have your first client, you can create the systems that make it easy to bring people in to launch and produce their podcasts. Think through step-by-step what you'll need to set up for onboarding clients. Then think through step-by-step what you'll need to do to market and manage their podcast. You can get started mapping this out in a Google Doc or even on pen and paper. We'll get deeper into the project management process in the next step. 
But while you're getting started mapping this out, some questions you can ask yourself are, what filing systems do you need to set up? What forms do you need to create to get the information you need from clients? And what steps does it take to launch a podcast from start to finish? What steps does it take to produce a podcast episode from start to finish? Of course, you'll refine your systems over time, but having a basic foundation for onboarding and working with clients will give you that boost of confidence you need to do what we talked about in secret number two, which was taking a leadership role with your clients. This confidence is so vital to your business, which is why I teach my podcast magic students the ins and outs of creating these systems, including the templates they need uh, for forms and for emails for to clients. I know that with these things in place, they'll have the confidence and ability to bring on more high quality clients and take on that leadership role that is so important to building a happy business. Step two of this process is to refine your project project management, and communication skills. To help the onboarding process go smoothly, I recommend using a CRM or client relationship management system like HoneyBook or Dubsado to automate the process of scheduling, sending communication, processing invoices, and signing contracts. Then once a client is onboarded, I recommend using a project management software like Trello, Asana, or ClickUp to keep things moving along. You can start by creating one template for launching a podcast and one for managing a podcast and then simply copy those templates for each new client. Obviously, I include very robust Trello templates for both launching and management inside Podcast Magic. I've had students tell me that having those steps mapped out for them gave them the confidence to take on their first launch client. Just knowing what comes next and seeing it mapped out in an organizing way can be life-changing. Then once you have those systems in place, it's up to you to use those systems with your clients in a way that feels seamless and easy, which requires some clear communication skills on your part. I hear too many times from virtual assistants and podcast managers that their clients won't work with their system, so everything devolves into chaos. And that's where your communication skills really come to play. If your clients aren't working with your systems, how can you communicate with them so that you still stay on track with everything? For example, maybe you've shown your clients your Trello board for production, you've assigned them tasks with deadlines, but they're not checking in on that Trello board and they're not keeping up with it. Maybe you should ask them if they prefer a different method of communication for reminders about deadlines like Slack or Voxer. I mean, ideally we'd like our clients to use the systems we've so carefully designed, but if it starts to get in the way of a smooth production process, it's up to you to find a solution. Like we talked about before, it does no good to sit back and wait for your clients feeling more and more resentful. Work with your clients to create channels of communication that work for both of you. Great news. You don't have to know how to do everything podcast related in order to be a profitable podcast manager. My what's your podcasting superpower quiz will help you find your niche within the niche of podcast management and give you ideas on how to create podcasting packages that use your natural skills and strengths, even if you're brand new to podcasting. That's right. 
you already have hidden superpowers that will make you a profitable and in-demand podcast manager. Let's uncover them and figure out how to put them to use. You can take the quiz now at SharonNissen.com slash quiz. That's SharonNissen.com slash quiz. Then step three of this process is to utilize batching and help your clients do the same. I remember my first couple of times working with clients, every week they would record an episode and we would produce it and market it all in the same week. It was a very fly by the seat of our pants kind of thing. And I started to realize that it was making my clients feel like the whole podcasting thing wasn't sustainable. They were getting burnt out from trying to keep up with the energy of creating a new podcast episode every week. Another downside to flying by the seat of our pants like that was that we weren't able to take any time off because if I was going to take a vacation, we'd miss out on a podcast episode the week because it wasn't planned ahead of time. Something I started to realize with my own podcast and then helped to implement with my clients that everything in podcasting goes so much faster and is so much more efficient if you batch everything. I tried to batch everything for the Support Squad podcast. I would usually record three or four solo episodes at a time, and then once a quarter, I would take a couple of weeks to record a bunch of guest episodes. Then my calendar would be clear for doing other things like one-on-one coaching or creating new offers like courses and digital products. It also helps you as the podcast manager to utilize batching. I recommend that when you sit down to edit, don't just edit one episode. If you already have the editing software up and running and you're in that zone, go ahead and edit two or three episodes so you can get ahead. You'll find that you work so much more quickly and efficiently that way. I started to really recognize the benefits of this during the the beginning of the pandemic. I suddenly had both of my kids at home with me and I was managing their virtual learning, so I had almost no time to work. At that time, I had niched mostly to podcast management, but I still had a couple of clients that I was doing system support and even some admin support for. What I found is that when my kids were suddenly at home with me full time, I did not have the space in my day to do anything that wasn't systemized. I couldn't be answering emails. I couldn't be going back and forth on anything. I could not have my clients send me random tasks because I just didn't know when I was going to get it done. What finally made me niche all the way down to podcast management and eliminate all other services in my business was recognizing that my clients could record several episodes, get them over to me, and then instead of having to produce it that day, there was never any emergency. We were able to create space. When my husband came home at night, if I had two hours, I would spend two hours editing two podcasts. I could start to plan things out so much better because it was all batched, it was all systemized, and it was easy for me to wrap my head around. That made me really think about how many extra things we're doing in a day that cut down on our productivity. What's beautiful about podcast magic is that it's so systemized that you can really plan for it. 
So if you're a mom with a newborn, or if you're someone that has a nine to five job, podcast management can definitely be something that you have more flexibility with especially if you implement streamlined systems. Imagine what it would be like to have more control over your schedule. If you didn't have to be on call or available all day or even every day, systems can help you accomplish that. So I hope you learned from this episode the steps you need to take to create a more structured business. And I hope you learned a lot from this series overall. I wanted to give you a little taste of the kind of stuff you'll be hearing from me on the podcast. In two weeks, I'll be coming back with a brand new episode about optimizing your Instagram profile as a podcast manager. I'll share some of the most common mistakes I see podcast managers make on social media and how to create powerful content that attracts high quality clients. Thanks so much for tuning into Not Your Basic Podcast Manager. I'm so happy to have you as part of our movement to create a new standard for freelance podcast managers. We are raising the bar together. If you're loving the podcast, there's two easy ways that you can support me today. Option one, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram stories to encourage others to listen. Make sure to tag me at the Sharon Nissen. Or option two, hop into the Apple podcast app or the iTunes app on desktop and leave me a rating and review. I love creating this free content for you and your support will help me to reach more folks with the podcast. Until next time, happy podcasting.